going to just concentrate on one verse today. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. It's a massive Bible reading. I hope you don't mind. I'll, I'll hog it all to myself. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. That's it. That's all we're going to talk about today. Now, some of us, we might read that and go, well, Paul's got a bit of a self-esteem problem. He's got way too much of it. Yeah, um, seriously, though, what would you think if your preacher this morning, if he got up and said, now, look, everyone, I want you to know the best way to follow Jesus is just, just imitate me. Just do what I'm doing and she'll all be good. You'd think he was full of himself, wouldn't you? And you'd be right. And I'm pretty sure that the ones who would scoff the loudest would be my wife and my children because they're the ones who know me best. I could never get up here and say those words, be an imitator of me, because I, more than any of you, am very aware of my own brokenness and my own selfishness and my own sinfulness and, and imperfections and outright awfulness. But if I was to say, as Paul did, be imitators of me as I am of Christ, that's a very different statement. You see, in a very few situations of life and in a very few situations of being a disciple of Jesus, I do actually get it right sometimes, occasionally. Um, and to the extent that I do imitate Christ, take those very few good examples and apply them to wherever you can in your own life. Discipleship, being a disciple of Jesus, is all about following Christ, as, as some of you said during the kids' story. And how we do this practically, we can see this being demonstrated in the lives of other disciples of Jesus. And we see it every day of the week. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. Wherever we see Christ-likeness being mimicked in another disciple of Jesus, well, we should give God thanks and praise and then we should imitate that ourselves. Who do you imitate? Who do you mimic? Most of us imitate someone. Who do you imitate? I'm old enough to remember uh, when it all first began to not be quite so uncommon to see a young tennis player on a local, local um, tennis court get all cranky and throw his tennis racket down on the ground. Now, who do you think they were imitating? John McEnroe, everybody says, um, except for the young ones who have no idea who he is. Um, once this world champion arrived on the scene with all of his temper tantrums, it wasn't long before he was being imitated by kids. Um, I always have to be careful who I mimic. Um, I might find myself admiring the wit of someone like Winston Churchill and then become like him, using that wit to just cut people down and demolish them, because that's what he did. Uh, now, that's imitating someone in a bad way. Who do you mimic? Who do you imitate? When it comes to being a disciple of Jesus, which disciples of Jesus do you imitate? 
Now, many of us will look to the celebrity Christians at this point, you know, the Christian music artist or the Christian comedian or a world-renowned preacher or a Christian author or a Christian speaker. But the trouble is, a lot of the time, these well-known Christian celebrities, well, they're so well-known and they're so popular because, well, sometimes it's because they're just telling us what we want to hear about ourselves. Um, but often it's because they possess the persona that we desire. And we just love to be like them. We want to have their personality, their self-confidence, their charisma, their communication ability, their artistic flair. They're people who just seem to have it all together and we want to be just like them. But you know what? A lot of the time when we mimic other Christians, we're not actually imitating Christ-likeness so much as what we're imitating the personality of our heroes that we crave. Paul said, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Now, you and I, we're surrounded by disciples of Jesus, not so many today, but even in life, we're surrounded by disciples of Jesus. Some of these disciples of Jesus are more Christ-like than others. And the thing is, often those who are most Christ-like will be the least enviable, the least known, the least popular of the bunch. And do you know why that is? It's because the way of Christ has nothing to do with popularity and everything to do with the cross. The way of Christ, well, that's a costly business. For a few chapters now, Paul's been talking all about how disciples of Jesus deny themselves for the sake of others. Those who are like Christ put themselves last. They'll never be rich by worldly standards because as soon as they start accumulating stuff, they give to those who have need. They'll never be head of the pack because they'll step back and help the other one forwards. They're people of grace rather than condemnation. They would rather have wrong done to them than to seek retribution. They're people who mix with the hurt and the lonely and the broken, and so you'll probably never see them in the popular circles. Those who are like Christ are a people who often suffer simply because they take up their cross, as Christ did. Now, I started searching my mind to come up with an example to share with you. Uh, so who is the most Christ-like person I know? I, I need to give these people an example. And what is it about them that makes them so Christ-like? And you know what? I couldn't come up with a single one that was the complete package. Some people I know are very Christ-like in one respect. Others are very Christ-like in another respect. But you know what? Most of the ones that my mind turned to are actually quite elderly. Um, and I think that's probably because they're nearing the end of their life. And at this stage of their life, they've finally gotten the truth's perspective that they should have had all along. They're not living for themselves anymore. Their days are numbered. All that matters is Christ. 
and living for Christ. And if only we could grasp this while we're still young, because all of you are still young. I think of my grandfather, who when his wife died, he saw his empty three-bedroom home and he took in two troubled teenagers from a state home. In his old age, he should have been able to sit back and take things a bit easy and travel. And But he gave up his peace. It's a noisy place, two troubled teenagers in a house. Um, he gave up his peace. He gave up his order. He was he's an ex-headmaster of a primary school. And he gave up his order. He gave up his freedom to love these two troubled lads who had nobody to love them. I think of Robin's 98, 98-year-old grandmother. Nearly 98. All right, when? Oh, end of the... All right, let's say 97-year-old grandmother. Um, and the way she lives so simply, ever since I've known her, apparently that's been her way of life, her whole life, she is just lives so simply and she always takes from the bottom of the barrel herself and gives to the others the very best that there is. I think of a little old lady in Dolby. We young ones used to call her Auntie Maisie. Um, she, was, she wasn't my aunt, but we called her Auntie Maisie. She was a lady who welcomed as Christ welcomed. And I never heard her criticise anyone, ever. I think of Doug and Lou Carter, also from Dolby. People of hospitality. They, they would have been actually quite well-to-do financially, but they didn't care what strata of society anybody else came from. Everyone was welcome in their home because their home was a place for Jesus and for Jesus' children. I think of one of my former ministers, Ron Watson, a man with many, many faults. What was so Christ-like about him? The way he prayed. His prayer life was something to be imitated. Think of a lady by the name of Anne Harley that I knew from my youth and her love for people and, and her selflessness for Christ. Some of you are nodding, you know her. Now, were all these people perfect? Not one of them. Not one of them was perfect. And that's the way the church is. The Lord continues to transform us and to renew us by his Holy Spirit. But only if we let him. And how does God choose to make us more like Christ? Well, one way is to provide godly men and women for us to imitate. We don't imitate everything about them. Only those bits that are Christ-like. If I was ever to get to the position where I don't think that I have much to learn from other disciples of Jesus, then my growth in Christ, well, it's going to stall. And my Christ-likeness will fade rather than develop. God's plan for us to grow in Christ is to recognise the Christ-likeness of other disciples of Jesus and to become imitators of them as they imitate Christ. And you might be a little bit surprised um, if I was to say to you now, 
that somebody else might begin to imitate you because they can see an area in your life that is truly like Christ. That's a bit humbling, isn't it? But that's the way God's designed it. We imitate Christ in others and they imitate Christ in us. Now, does that mean it's then some kind of imitation Christianity? Not at all. That's the way God's planned it. Now, I just, we just might take a few moments to have a bit of a think about these few questions. Who are the most Christ-like people that I know? What is it about them that makes them so Christ-like? And how can I imitate their Christ-likeness? Okay, so have a little bit of a think. And then I'm not going to make anyone, but it'd be really good, particularly in this small group, if two or three of us were willing to get up and share um, your answers to those questions. Give God glory as to how somebody has been able to model Christ-likeness to you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just want to thank you. Lord, I want to thank you for your great witnesses. Every generation has had your faithful witnesses to continue to not only preach the gospel but to live the gospel. And Lord, I want to thank you for the witnesses that you've given us, those people around us who sometimes, even in all of their imperfections, sometimes... It's just something that stands out and go, wow, that's the gospel in life. That's the gospel in action. There's Jesus Christ right there. And Lord, we want to give you thanks for these people, these folk that we've thought of in our hearts. And, you know, the, I actually think the ones who are probably the most Christ-like would be the most embarrassed if we were to name them as such. But what, what an honour and a privilege it is to be known as being Christ-like. And Lord, I just pray that you would do your transformational work in our lives. That every day we would live less and less for self and more and more for Christ. Lord, that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit so that there would become less of self and more of you that our lives would be the living, breathing witness of the gospel. Lord, I want to thank you that you never leave us, even when we've failed miserably in this. You continue to stay there right with us, continuing to work on us, And Lord, I pray for this small group of people here today that we would be Christ to others. In Jesus' name, amen.